It's been such a, a dramatic day as far as uh, the sporting front is concerned. I'm not just going to say football, but it's it's been a, a really, really dramatic day. And more especially if it does affect the leadership of football in the continent. Now, new day, new controversy for African football. That's how we can summarize it. And CAF President Ahmed Ahmed is said to have been arrested at a hotel in Paris this morning uh, where he was meant to attend the FIFA Congress. Uh, while details around the reported arrest remain pretty sketchy, and they've been for most of the day, but we don't like sketchy things. Uh, it is claimed that the 59-year-old's capture is in connection with a contract that is unilaterally broken uh, by CAF with the German equipment manufacturer Puma as well. I don't want to take away much of the detail that we have, uh, but let me bring you somebody who's live from Paris uh, in France, and that is African football journalist Gary Elsmith. Gary, good evening. Welcome to MSW. As I say, dramatic day today. What can you tell us? What's happened? Well, yeah. I mean, it started off like an, any other uh, very nice pre-summer morning here in Paris, Robert. And, uh, well, we got the news around 10 p.m. local time, which is the same time as South African time, by the way, that around 8.30 local time, Ahmad had been picked up from his hotel in Paris. Uh, we understood that the police said that he was going to assist in investigations relating to some deals that he did not oversee properly, if you like, or put another way, a deal that he made sure did not go to the rightful uh, winners of a competitive bid. So, like you started talking about, in December 2017, before the African Nations Championships in 2018, um, your listeners may recall that it was held in Morocco. So, you know, before the tournament, CAF needed certain equipment to have a successful event, and they put out a competitive bid. Puma saw the bid, they responded very quickly, they won the bid, and it was agreed contractually that they were going to pay uh, an amount of just around 312000 uh, think dollars for the equipment, okay? So, I mean, everything was going on smoothly until, according to the report we are getting, um, around December 18, 2017, Amat walks up to the CAF office and says that we are not going to give this deal to Puma, but we are instead going to give it to another person. Now, the interesting thing about this person is that this person is somebody who is very close to Ahmad, and he owns a company called Tactical Steel, right? Okay, this there's a lot of detail is... coming in. Sorry, sorry, Gary. I'm just going to put you back on hold very quickly. There's a message that we need to uh, feed through to you so that our conversation can become very, very audible. I'll ask the team back in Joburg uh, to quickly deal with that because uh, we really want to hear every detail of what uh, Gary is saying. He is in Paris. He is in France at the moment. And we just want to get a little bit of clarity of the line that is coming down. So uh, we'll we'll ask him to maybe just uh, slightly move away from the mouthpiece uh, so that we can hear every single word. Uh, Otherwise, we are kind of lost in the detail that is coming through. It's an important story. I don't think this has happened in the same way that uh, what happened with the CAF champ Champions League had never happened before uh, to that magnitude. So, Gary, back on the line. I think you were getting into the intricacies of that, Gary. Yeah. I think uh, also just for the sake of the listeners, uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. Right. So I don't know where you lost me, but I was saying that essentially 
Puma got the deal legitimately, and Ahmad intervened to use his influence to give it to another party um, who happened to be his friend. Now, here is the interesting thing about the deal. Puma were going to be paid just about $300,000 for the equipment. Now, this new person was going to be paid, wait for it, Robert, wait for it, over $1 million. But still, Ahmad decided to give it to the guy who was going to pay more than $800,000, more than what Puma was offering. You know, so eventually it was taken from um, Puma and was given to this third person called Tactical Steel. So that's why we understand that the French authorities are going to question him. The obvious question is, why is he being picked up in France? And it is because a French company is involved. Oh, I see. Because... A lot of people were asking the question as to whether this was strategic, waiting for him to come through uh, for the Congress and uh, whether or not this was all planned. Yeah, (laughs) Obviously, obviously. Now, with the details, because some of the individuals are trying to dumb it down, I know that I had a conversation earlier on with Sami Kufour, uh, who, who's obviously you know become a big shot now within the Ghana uh, structure, and, and he's also there in Paris, and he was told by Ahmed's spokesperson that, no, he hasn't been arrested, he's just been called in uh, for questioning. And I said, well, yeah. the, the funny thing about life is that you'll get a spin doctor who'll spin uh, anything to make it sound <laughs> less dramatic. But the bottom line is that if the authorities do take you, then you're under some form of arrest. And that is how everybody's been treating the story, including FIFA, who have officially responded, Gary. Yes, FIFA have responded in a very interesting way. If you compare the way FIFA have responded to the French authorities, um, to the way they would normally respond if this were an African country, well, Robert, you know that monkeys monkeys play by sizes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, no, for sure. Yeah, the the statement was really respectful, uh, conciliatory, and also saying that you know FIFA were ready to cooperate with all that. But one thing the FIFA statement let us know, which surprised most of us, was it confirmed that indeed Ahmad is already under investigation by the Ethics Committee of FIFA. That is something that most of us did not know, which means that um, even if he wasn't arrested, you know, the procedures within FIFA were looking to investigate this. At this point, um, somebody may ask, why was he under investigation? Here is where it it gets interesting. Mm. Now, the person who gave everybody the tip off about this alleged corrupt deal is a man known as Amir Fami. Amir Fami was the former general secretary of the Confederation of African Football, the immediate past General Secretary of the Confederation of African Football. He was put in charge of that job by the same Ahmad, but at a point, they fell out of favor, and Ahmad fired him. What Ahmad did not know, Robert, was that while this guy was working for him, he was quietly putting together a dossier of his dealings. So this was one of the dealings. And when Ahmad fired him, this guy wrote to FIFA's ethics committee and told them everything he knew about this deal and others. So this is just one of the things that uh, FIFA's ethics committee are, going, are looking into Ahmad for. He was also reported for certain ethical breaches. 
apparently he paid, um, you know, last year, the Ramadan, uh, as it happens, you know, Ramadan is in this week. Last year, Ramadan, apparently, Ahmad paid for all the Muslim um, CAF presidents, all the CAF presidents who are Muslim, mm-hmm. on to a trip to Mecca for the Ramadan. He footed all the bills using CAF money. That is one of the allegations as well. So this guy called Amir Fami, who is now estranged with Ahmad, and uh, there are no more friends, reported him to FIFA. That's how we know all these things. Oh, was there any reason given as to why he would um, put them on a flight to, to go to Mecca? Uh, he gave one of those political reasons. But it, bottom line is, when it came out, I think he didn't expect it to come out. But when it came out, he made an attempt to start repaying you know, whatever it is he used the CAF money for. Uh, but my understanding is that he has not finished paying for it. But that's unethical. I mean, we, we don't even have to get there. It's unethical. Yeah, we don't even have to get there, yeah. Yeah, we don't have to get there. So that'll be one strike against him. Second strike will be the CAF Champions League final uh, that now has to be replayed. Then there's so much that also lies in terms of him being physically there, them taking forever to take a decision, Gary, and still coming up with the wrong one because now we've been called in <laughs> to say that game's going to be replayed. I mean, absolute madness under his watch. That is another strike. This man should not even be in that position as CAF president. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know how these things work. It's rules are rules. And uh, apart from impeaching him for something that you must absolutely and concretely prove, there isn't much you can do. Um, so, I mean, as, as your listeners know, this guy came into office in, in March of 2017. Uh, then Addis Ababa, when he won that historic victory, he started quite well by admitting that, you know, he didn't have all the answers, and so he formed a few think tanks within the CAF Executive Committee to help advise him. But very quickly, the power started getting into his head, and um, you know some of the well-known wrong decisions started being taken. One of his biggest mistakes, I think he would even admit it himself, is bringing the president of Morocco into the picture. So just, let me just explain. Constitutionally, CAF are supposed to have two vice presidents, right? A first vice president and a second vice president. Now, Ahmad unilaterally creates another position, and he calls it the third vice president of CAF, and he gives it to the president of the Morocco Football Association called Fauzi Lekjar. This guy then starts, you know, throwing his weight about. He's the reason why Morocco were so confident, you know, in going for the bid for the, uh, for the World Cup, which they lost ultimately. He's the reason why Morocco were able to get the rights to host the Chan tournament. He's the reason why Morocco have been able to host the Super Cup. And basically, CAF, which is, as you know, Egyptian-based, has for the last two years been basically been operating from Morocco. And so Morocco are sort of like the big shot in CAF. And that is why, recently, you notice that when the Moroccan team got into the final of the Champions League, there was a fear that because of the undue influence Morocco have on CAF now, things will go in their favor. And to nobody's surprise, what happened this past week, you know, happened in the, in the Champions League final. And now we've had an overturning of the decision and we are going to replay that Champions League final. And I understand that some sources say that that final is going to be played in South Africa. I don't know how true it is. Oy, no, no, no. 
No. Um, you know, a lot of people are even saying that the, the replay shouldn't happen. The player should keep those medals, never return them. A football yeah. game <laughs> happened. Um, you know, I was, I was also following a number of tweets. I'm on 40 seconds, so I've got to, I've got to dash to an ad break, but there's a lot of thought. And, and Gary, please keep us up to date. Um, we're going to have our phones on. If in the next hour or so something does trigger, uh, please let us know. We'll get you on the line and we'll let no the entire South Africa know. And I want to thank you so much for that rapid. makes a great deal of sense. It's it's a crazy time for African football. Uh, that's Gary L. Smith, African football journalist, live from Paris in France. Gary, as always, thank you so much.